0: Hello and welcome to the AIS training hall where tonight it's the students up against the Dandenong Rangers. Craig Gravel with you in the uh, training hall tonight to bring you all the action of this round 12 matchup. It's AIS, the youngest team the AIS have ever put on the floor and from that we're taking it's the youngest team ever to hit the floor in the WNBL. A lot of new names including Gillian Horton, Tess Levy, Rebecca Cole, Sarah Blitzars, Nadine Payne, Olivia Thompson, Taylor Roberts, Carly Miljovic, Gretel Tippett are the names you'll be hearing all through tonight. A number of their more experienced players are on the bench with injury, including Tess Madgen, Nicole Seacamp, who we'll hear from at half-time, Adriana Jones, and Alex Bunton. So a bit of experience, certainly, Off the floor for the AS tonight, it is naturally going to uh, signify the lead-in to the gems and the sapphires that Coach Brown is going to be preparing. And as they continue to warm up here on the floor, you look down and see WNBL champions all over the floor. Jess Marnie, a former Adelaide champion. In the 20 for Dandenong. Ally Downey and also Caitlin Ryan. Both winning two championships with the Dandenong Rangers in the middle 2000s. So it is going to be a very interesting match-up. Can the youth overcome the experience? Because once you get through those names I mentioned in that Dandenong side. They have a couple of good imports through Lindsay and Nash. But then they have a lot of young girls, some only just a few years out of the AIS in Steph Cumming and Nicole Hunt, to name a few. It's going to be a great game tonight. We hope you enjoy it as we get through this pre-game action. And then we will hear from the coaches in just a moment. In fact, we're going to hear from the assistant coaches tonight as we hear from Dale Walters and Christy Flores in just a few moments but before that let's look at round 12 so far in this WNBL 2009-2010 season and it has been an interesting one at the top without too much trouble it seems all year have been the the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers and uh, Bulleen playing Bendigo tonight it's going to be a, a tough game because Bendigo sit in fifth place on eight and five. Bullying with only the one loss so far this year on top of the ladder with thirteen and one. Sydney lost last night to Townsville, so they both sit in second and third position now on ten and four. The Caps are back there in fourth position after their win last night over Dandenong at ten and five. Bendigo, as I mentioned, eight and five round out the top The top five in this year's WNBL Championship As we go into the Christmas break Outside on eight and six So just out on percentage is Adelaide Then you have Logan on five and eight Dong on four and nine Perth on one and thirteen And the AAS who are zero and fourteen And well... They'll have a big job ahead of themselves tonight here in this match. So far, as I mentioned this weekend, Townsville defeating Sydney 89 to 80 and Canberra last night, with Lauren Jackson returning to the AIS Arena where she was taking command in the Palace. It was an 83 60 victory to the uh, Transact Capitals. So, starting here in. Uh, just over six minutes time it'll be the AS versus Dandenong and then also playing tonight Adelaide host Perth and as I mentioned before a real important clash for the Capitals when Bulleen and Bendigo take to the court the teams are coming to the benches now so we will hear from the coaches starting with the assistant coach of the Dandenong Rangers and that is of course Dale Walters well Dale, well uh, should be an interesting game after a strong performance against the Caps last night
1: Yeah look, you know, we certainly uh, were competitive in that And I, I think you know we proved that we took, took it right to them for you know, probably a large majority of the game as well But you know, just their sheer depth and stuff um, You know, we, we just don't have the same depth as they do When you're playing against the best player within the world And clearly she showed her class last night but, you know, for us too, we certainly had our opportunities as well. You know, we win, win the boards by two and we get off more shots, shots than them. So I think, you know, we prove we can sort of compete at that level. But, you know, for us tonight it's important that we back up and, you know, we, we play four solid quarters because, you know, last night clearly we, we played well but it wasn't consistent for the full four quarters.
0: It's interesting. You go from the best player in the world and a very strong WNBL team now to the youngest team ever on the court in the WNBL. How do you have
1: to change your focus and change the girls' focus on how to play this game? Well, I think you've got to maintain the same focus because I think the important thing is for these young girls, you know, this is going to be, for a lot of them, their first game in the league. They'll, they'll be excited in that. And really, they've got nothing to lose at all. So, you know, we, we can't afford to be complacent for one moment because when you're playing against young, young players like this, if they get a, get a sniff and they're excited and they play without fear, then it, it can be a real worry. So I think, you know, we've got to approach the game in a similar manner to last night where we're, we're focused and we apply ourselves. And I think the main, the main area we need, to do, we need to improve upon is having that application for the full four quarters. And how are you enjoying
0: being back in the second
1: chair? Oh, you're fine, great. Yeah, well, I mean, me and Dana are mates and we've been together for four years now and and look due to some circumstances back home and it just allows me a little bit more time, time to myself and that but still stay connected with, with the team as well and well, clearly for me my commitments are with the Gems for the next two years as well so it allows a bit more focus there too and look we just have a great coaching relationship where you know, the message towards the girls as well is really much going to change, well not really because the way we coach together.
0: So it, what... It's one interesting uh, thing at Dandenong where you have two guys that are head coaches sitting in the chairs, like Graff
1: and Lucas. They're both head coaches in their own right. Yeah, I, look, I think it's tremendous because, uh, you know, it, it, it just allows the girls to, to have, you know, two resources at hand. And I think because of the dynamic between us and the relationship we've had too, we can bounce off, off each other. And, you know, it's a real working partnership together as well. So, you know, from that point of view, I, I think, you know, it's a similar to the, the Caps there where they've got two head, head coaches. And I think it's great, great for the team and great, great for the league as well. Well, we wish you all the best tonight. Thanks, mate.
0: Thanks
1: Christy Flores,
0: it uh, will be an interesting game tonight. Uh, do you remember being this young in an AIS uniform?
2: <laughs> it's been a long time, but, yeah, I remember being very, very nervous. And I remember the first three minutes I was out there, I was ready to come out. It was so exhausting. It was so fast. So there'll be a little bit of that tonight, but uh, these girls are significantly better than I was at that age. So
0: <laughs> How have you found coming back to Australia and joining the AIS program? Was it a homecoming of
2: sorts? It was. It was kind of weird walking around here, actually, in this building and around Reggie's because, you know, it feels like in some ways a long time, but in other ways just like yesterday. Um, but I'm really excited to work for Phil. You know, um, it's going to be an awesome mentor for me. I love development, so it's a most, the best job in the world for me is to be here at this place. And then to work with Australia's best juniors, I mean, what else can a girl want, really, if you want to be a coach? So I'm really excited. And also working with Peter, she's awesome, and she's got a really good staff and a really good group, so I'm excited all around
0: just like me a kid again with no curfew at the AIS
2: a little bit I'm glad to be off campus the girls ask me do you want to be back on campus I'm like no thank you I like Canberra and I'm enjoying it my family loves it here so I think it's just going to be a really good move for our family as well
0: now what do these young girls have to do to get over Dandenong who showed that uh, they can play high quality minutes
2: Mm -hmm. we'll have a couple of different issues today obviously they're very physical Uh, our girls are very young the youngest team the AIS has ever had so probably in the WNBL as well and so the physical component is going to be tough, but um, defending the on-ball screen is going to be huge for us. Um, defensive transition. And then offensively, just not being intimidated, playing on the front foot, just sticking to it. We haven't got much in, obviously, but we had them for 10 days. Um, so just focusing on taking care of the ball and getting shots up in second effort.
0: Well, I wish you all the best tonight.
2: Thank you so much. Have a good one.
0: Thanks a lot. Christy Flores there joining us as the teams come back to the bench for their final instructions from this time it is Coach Brown who's uh, going to be talking to the AAS giving them their final instructions and well we'll be underway shortly this is AAS Basketball on on au. Dandenong versus the AAS at the training hall and as we mentioned Lauren Jackson coming back last night. She had a, uh, well, a a big game in front of a a good crowd, although I thought the crowd numbers were uh, posted a lot less than what the crowd was there. But Jackson had 25 points and uh, really a strong comeback game. But as you heard from Dale Waters, they did put up 70 shots in the game as opposed to 65 by the capital. so it was an, an interesting one. Tonight we'll be watching Casey Nash as she scored 17 points last night and uh, pulled down about 7 rebounds. Also we'll be looking at Lindsay from the uh, from the Dandenong Rangers because Ashley Lindsay also had a big game, just got into foul trouble early which really cost her. So it's Roberts Levy also out there is uh, Payne along with Horton and also Blitzarves for the AAS. It's uh, Dandenong in the centre will be Lindsay. Then it's also Marnie. Ryan starting, but you, if you were listening to our call of the game last night, Caitlin Ryan's voice wasn't <laughs> in the best condition. She's been uh, suffering a little bit and so was subbed out fairly early in that game last night and uh, well, she is going to, well, try and get this team up to at least split the road trip one and one so just a a bit of time taken here as the the scoring bench went out right ahead of the tip-off so the girls are on the court just getting some final instructions as we get set for this round 12 matchup in the WNBL. AIS take on Dandenong, and the tipped out, tipped across the floor by Lindsay, and it's gone out over the side, right on halfway, and the AIS will get first use of it now. Payne puts the ball inside to Levy Levy running at point Goes right side gives it to Blitzers Blitzers then back to Levy Levy at the top of the key Goes into Payne on the left elbow Horton Payne rolling off Lindsay with a good block And Cummings comes up with the uh, turnover Gives it down to Ryan And Ryan will draw the foul Here in the opening minute of the game Ryan goes to the line Just did well there Hung back with the layup and just waited for the foul to be uh, racked up by Sarah Blitzards so Ryan at the line first shot all net and Dandenong off to a start here they gave away a seven point start last night in both the first and second quarters against the Capitals this time they have a two point lead inside the first half a minute in fact From the charity stripe it's Caitlin Ryan with two points. Oh, the pass was too hot for Horton and Cummings has come up with it again. So at half court, Ryan gets the ball. Wrong foot, blitz half. The outlet pass goes back to Cummings. She had to chase it back. She was a long way from home. Goes inside, finds Nash whose layup doesn't fall and great work off the boards that time by Taylor Roberts who gives it off to Horton who runs the floor. Goes right side now as Lady starting to get a bit of confidence. Roberts goes back to Horton, Horton now over the top, inside to Payne and Payne, banks it in no sorry, Roberts banks it in that time so Roberts working to 1-2 with Horton and evens up the score here 8 minutes 50 left, oh big long pass from Marnie and is being capped off with a great shot as long pass down court it was 2 points that time to Nash of Dandenong the wrong pass comes down it goes across the floor three point attempt from Payne doing well was Blitzars as she gathers up the rebound the right, left side goes to Horton Horton gives it off to, uh, to Payne back to Roberts top of the arc and Blitzars with long reaches a tall girl is Sarah Blitzars just uh, pulling up the record here to see what the uh, stats are and Blitzhouse, 188 centimeters, very skinny and that will be something that uh, the coaching staff will be working on bulking her up as uh, Oh Nadine Payne went for the block shot she did manage to block the shot but also smacked Nash in the head so Payne gets her first uh, foul and it will send Nash to the line to shoot for two So Nash now, first shot off the front of the iron. Second shot, Out to be taken. Eight minutes and two seconds left to go on the first turn. Oh, second shot doesn't fall, but Steph Cummings does the rebounding. Immediately kicks it back to Jess Marnie. Marnie works across the centre of the floor then bounce past to Cummings left side goes to Ryan left corner she drives to the left elbow tapped away by Horton and into the hands of Payne Payne cross court to Horton Horton goes long to give it to Roberts Roberts outlets to Blitzas. Blitzas bounces on the ring and Lindsay will clean it up for Dandenong so 4 points to 2 here at the moment in the training hall Lindsay doing up her shoe in the backcourt as Ryan kicks it left side Cummings drives baseline layup is good And it's six points to two, seven minutes and 24 seconds left to go. Marnie makes the steal and lays it in. Eight points to two now as turnovers costly. Levy just didn't have the ball security on the carry down and Marnie was good enough to make the steal. Levy bring it down, left wing, goes across, gives it to Payne. Payne drives down the left lane. Oh, it opened up for her and Payne makes the shot. Quick, Nash quickly pushes it down to Lindsay. Lindsay's fadeaway jump shot. Off uh, trying to bank it in there. Doesn't fall. And Horton will bring it back after Roberts. Again, getting a rebound. And this time, Roberts gets the handoff from Horton. Drives into the basket. And she was very aggressive there. Is fouled on the layup. It didn't drop. So she'll go to shoot for two. Foul. First personal foul now. Called on Ashley Lindsay. So... Tippett comes in for her first minutes, along with Olivia Thompson. As it's eight to four, Roberts missed the first and makes the second. So eight five, the AS trailing here with six minutes forty, and not sure. I think the foul's been called on Rebecca Cole, who's just also subbed in for the AS. So they are just changing over three girls and really giving these young girls some early minutes to try and get them up to the pace of WNBL. Long ball, almost a half court. Goes to Steph Cumming. Oh, they stepped off. It was uh, Tippett, who was just a step away from Cumming that time. And Cumming, who's not afraid from shooting the three, makes the shot, 11 points to six. More trouble in the backcourt as uh, Ellie Downey and Jess Marney team up on Tippett eventually the ball will get into the hands of Cole Cole takes on Horton, drives in and she draws the foul couldn't bank in the jump shot but will go to shoot to the foul it's the uh, first personal foul now on Steph Cumming and Cumming well, just chopped the arms there as Horton was past her it's 11 points to 6 first shot is good 11-7 Eleven seven now. Six minutes, fourteen seconds left to go. Second shot is good as well. As the AAS close back up, eleven eight. Marnie with the ball in the front court now, being watched by Cole. Goes over the top, lobs it over the top to Coming. Then back to Downey, Downey to Ryan inside now to Nash in the paint. Outside, back to Coming. Fakes the three. It was Thompson who uh, went after it and the shot eventually as she drove past didn't fall. Horton is being called for the travel in the paint. Unfortunately for Horton, she was trying to pull up as on the fast break and it wasn't to be. Turnover goes to Dandenong now. Nash gets the inbound ball just on the half. Brings it into the front court now to Ryan, left wing. Then it goes back to Marnie who walks it through the centre. Hand off to Downey. Downey gets it back, left side to Marnie. Downey sets up in the corner now. Oh, Marnie fakes the shot inside to Nash, outside to Cumming. Ryan's got all the time in the world to set for three. She left it a bit short, and it's out over the baseline. Will be AAIS AIS ball from the, baseball, the baseline. Five minutes and 27 seconds left to go in the first term. AIS basketball on SportRadio.com.au. Inbound pass from Tippet goes over to Cole. Cole brings it down the floor. She's a lot more secure with the ball after that steal in her first moments in the game. Horton now. Gillian Horton from Queensland goes back. Gives it off to Tippett. Now into the hands of Thompson. Cut was Horton. Oh, just caught on another travel that time. It looked like she was going to try and bounce pass it into Nadine Payne who's just subbed back in for Tippett but unfortunately just caught on the travel. Five minutes, halfway through the first term. It's 11 points to eight. Here is Downey, has the ball, top of the arc. Left side goes to Marnie. Goes back to Downey, inside now. Nash, Nash can't get the finger roll to drop, but does draw the foul. That'll be the second on Nadine Payne. And Payne, of course, another of the Queenslanders in this squad. also from the Gold Coast in Queensland are the three that are in this new look squad of the AS Payne sits down now as Majovic goes into the game. Majovic in the 20 another forward and centre from Dandenong in Victoria going up against the club she uh, would have been watching all her junior career so the inbound ball now goes from Majovic into Cole Horton bounce pass inside giving it off that time to Tiffett. Tippett shot short down he does the rebounding, Nicole Hunt comes into the game along with Lindsay back out on the floor, Lindsay gets the inbound ball from coming, it's too easy and Lindsay gets her first points for the game so 14 to 8 as the AAS try to work back Tippett, in the 22 just uh, has uh, got a elbow into the nose. It looks like a valley downy. Don't think there's any blood there, but she certainly took a knock. It's, uh, oh, it looks like there is some blood there, so she'll go into the doctor's hands, and we'll have a rest time out because of the blood on the on the floor. So. Uh, with 4 minutes 21 seconds left to go in the first turn it is 14 to 8, Dandenong leading the AIS Dandenong shooting at 56% Steph Cumming with 5 points, Casey Nash with 3 and then a host of other players including Lindsay and also Marnie along with Ryan with 2 points apiece that's from the free throw line though is the worrying thing for Dandenong they would like to be taking the uh, chances they're being given there they've only made 3 from 6 whereas the AIS have made 2 from 7 with 100% 4 from 4 at the free throw line, Taylor Roberts the leading scorer for the AIS with 4 points interestingly online Taylor Roberts has 4 points Uh, it's just been corrected now so it is 14 to 8 Rebound count is 4 apiece The steals, 2 to Dandenong, 1 to the AAS. Turnovers though, 1 against On, 4 against the AAS. So that's a real worry there for the AAS early in the game As the, uh, the floor ha- is being cleaned up now Just that bit of blood that was in the key Being wiped down and uh, sterilised off Dandenong has had Dean Kinsman address them and he's happy with what he's uh, seen from them so far probably would like a bit more up tempo and intensity but they're certainly playing it at the AIS's pace Lindsay Hunt it's Edmondson coming in for her first minutes of the game Tony Edmondson one of uh, a New Zealand squad member one of a number of the Kiwis that are in the uh, WNBL in two thousand nine ten and also Nash out there on the floor. So, of course, Casey Nash from Idaho in uh, Idaho in the USA. Over with this standing on Ranger's side, 183 centimeters is Nash. And well. Certainly not the tallest. The tallest in this seat is 193 centimetres from Austin, Texas, and that is Ashley Lindsay. So the uh, floor wiper is now just drying up the, the floor after the, uh, the floor has been uh, cleaned up by the officials. The blood rule just giving us that timeout, so we will be underway from the side in just a few minutes. Out there is Thompson, also out there, Majovic, Tippett, uh, Horton, I think that is Cole out there as well for the AS. Just not quite sure. It looks like Cole for the AS. So they're just doing a bit more work on the floor as they continue to clean up. And the AAS will have the ball in the front court from the side. Four minutes, 21 left to go. Uh, There's it's inbound now into the hands of Cole, across to Horton. Horton looking for someone cutting baseline. No one there, so it goes to Majovic. Majovic not afraid to put up the three-pointer. It goes around the rim. It wasn't a bad effort. Eventually comes down into the hands of Andy Nong, and Cummings brings it down the floor. Cummings works across the arc and gives it off to Edmondson, Edmondson to Hunt inside to Nash, outside on the left, goes to Cumming who tries to beat a path, good defence from Horton that time, back down baseline and Nash bounce pass goes to Edmondson and a 3 second violation by Edmondson who is camping in the key and that will see the AIS get the ball back, 14 to 8, 3 minutes 48 left to go in the... Uh, First quarter and travel that time by Cole as she was bringing the ball up to halfway. And that will mean that we'll have another turnover. So, turnover's 5 to 2 now. As coming, looks the inbound it. Goes long to Edmondson at the top of the arc. Hand off to Hunt now. Left side goes back to Edmondson. Edmondson finds Cumming, left 45, puts the ball on the floor, has to stop, the pass was a long way back for Lindsay, she goes back, gets it, gives it back to Cumming, Cumming puts up the three, great work that time by Majovic, Majovic getting the rebound, giving it off to tippet, but ball security from Horton wasn't good, Cumming, coming in from behind, taps it away, Nash has it now on the left 45, into the left corner, Edmondson fakes the three, drives baseline, layup is good, and Edmondson gets her first points for the game. This time Cole brings it down the floor on the left wing Goes back into the hands of Majovic Majovic over the top Giving it off to Thompson Inside to Horton. outside Back to Cole, back inside to Tippett Who tries to bank it in Couldn't get the shot away Lindsay coming over the top there trying to block it Edmondson pulls up the rebound Drives down into the paint Kick out to Cumming, fakes the three Edmondson from just inside the arc Left 45 makes the shot two minutes and 40 seconds and it's a 10 point lead now for the Dandenong Rangers 18 to 8 as driving hard in the paint that time was Rebecca Cole she will go to the line to shoot for two she was fouled by Nicole Hunt it's her first personal foul now Rebecca Cole from Mount Waverley in Victoria so Cole one now of a number of Victorians you have Levy from Swan Hill Cole from Mount Waverley then you have uh, uh, Blitzars from Sunbury and also Majovic from Victoria in this squad it's Cole making the first so second one rattles out but we've got a false start I think from Nash and with 2 minutes 35 seconds left Cole will get another shot Got a first points in WNBL now Second one all net And it's 10 points to 18 So an 8 point advantage for Dan Nong With 2.5 minutes left to play in the first turn Hunt over the top Gives it to Ryan, left side now Goes to Edmondson Edmondson just working around Inside to Nash, cutting hard at the basket, that's Turdich and Turdich who just come out onto the floor with a great hard cut to the basket, lays it in and it's back out to a 10 point ball game 22-10, over the top eventually the ball into the hands now of Thompson Thompson gives it to Tippett Tippett gets it back to Thompson, Thompson a nice little jump shot from about 2 feet back from the front of the ring and it's back to 20 points to 12 here at the training hall WMBL Basketball at the training hall on sportradio.com.au. Edmondson now down underneath the basket. She managed to get the first shot. That was missed by Kirtich, but couldn't put it back in herself. 20-12 as out there now, Levy has drawn the foul from Nicole Hunt. Levy just was able to pull up on a dime there. Hunt kept going and no malice in it as the uh, two were having a bit of a laugh about it. Jess Marnie comes back out onto the floor now as Nicole Hunt has her second personal foul. Marnie, Ryan, Edmondson, Nash, and Turdich going for Danny Dandenong. as the first shot. Levy, oh, falls in. It hit everything. Backboard, front of the ring, back of the ring, the mount, and eventually fell through. Second shot, leaves it short, and Edmondson boxing out well. Gives it off to Marnie quickly now. Marnie pushes it right side to Ryan on the right 45. Ryan looks around, goes back to Marnie. Left side to Edmondson. Edmondson kicks it back to the top of the arc. Turdich over the top to Marnie. Marnie just tries to put a little turnaround layup going there. And uh, it's Roberts who hits the deck. And Roberts will draw the foul. We're into the bonus, so we're going to walk the floor here. The foul on Jess Marnie, her first personal. And it's the 15th foul. As uh, Roberts was taking off there. Just got her legs tangled. There was no malice in it. But Roberts goes down the floor now and adds to her total. Roberts now with five points for the game and a shot to come. She makes the second and it's a good run by the AAS. Cutting this lead down to five. 20 points to 15 here, with 1 minute and 11 seconds left to go. Marnie, long way away on the right 45, goes inside to Turdic. Turdic, her pass, outlet pass, was blocked that time by Tom, uh, by Mijovic, but is able to go around the arc again. Edmondson will make the shot, and it's 22-15. Inside the last minute now is Levy. Goes to Roberts. Oh, Roberts' pass wasn't good. It was touched by Edmondson, so it's back in the backcourt. But no penalty of violation has applied. Now, oh, good wheels that time with the ball on the floor. That time by Levy, she hands off to give it to Thompson, but Thompson couldn't make the shot. And oh, Caitlin Ryan being called for a charge. Very quick work. I'm interested to see that because Rebecca Cole just managed to get herself right in front of Ryan. Caitlin Ryan was. Uh, Not overly impressed with the call, but it's in the book now. Inbound ball, Roberts pulls it down. Ryan had a hand on it. Over the top, Thompson goes to Tippett. Tippett in the paint, tries to put the shot up. It was short, and Nash was all over her. And Nash with the pass to Marnie, right across the backcourt now. And Marnie just settling things down with 18 seconds left to go in the first term. It's been a long first term as Marnie kicks it to Ryan. Ryan goes to Edmondson. Edmonton left 45, bounce pass inside, goes to Nash, in the paint, Tippett gets a hand on it, but Turdich comes up with it, Turdich shot it short, Tippett takes it out of the air, kicks it long, but Roberts wasn't ready for the pass, and uh, really Tippett didn't have enough time to pass it on, she had to go for a half-court shot, and at quarter time, this young group of the AAS trailed the Dandenong Rangers, 22-15, their head was certainly in the game, this... uh, Rangers side just playing, uh, looking a bit flat after a very big game last night, and it uh, is really uh, showing here in this standing on side. They had a uh, had a tough game, and at the moment, just not playing the game at their pace. They're playing it at the AS's pace. So, looking at the stats now here in the first quarter, and Dandenong's shooting percentage has dropped. It was as high as 56% at one stage there, but now it's back down to 47. They've made one from four outside the arc and 50% from the charity stripe, making three of six. Antonia Edmondson, the New Zealander, leading scorer for Dandenong with six points. Steph Cumming with five. Casey Natch with three. Cumming also having two assists here also looking at the rebound count which they managed to out-rebound the Capitals who have been having troubles with their rebounding all season and at the moment they're out-rebounding the AIS uh, by 11 to 8 AIS leading scorer Taylor Roberts with 6 points then a number of players including Horton, Cole uh, also out there on 2 points is Thompson and Payne so, uh, interesting stat here at uh, the 5 minute mark of the quarter it was 11 points to 8 at the quarter time break it's 22 to 15 so Dandenong maintained their scoring rate but certainly the AIS were able to kick it up a little bit there to, tr- well, trail just by 7 points at the first break so looking at some of the other stats here, the only two players in foul trouble is, uh, well, one is Nadine Payne on two personal fouls, and the other one's Nicole Hunt on two personal fouls. So Caitlin Ryan to get Dandenong underway and bounce it to the back court for Jess Marnie, who. Gets it in the front court and then hands off to Payne. Lindsay and Nash, the other two out there, as Ryan gets it left side, goes back, top of the key, Nash. Back to Ryan. No one went to her, so she puts up a three. Nash tries to tap it away. Great work in the air then by Nash, who uh, had two efforts and eventually was able to keep the ball under Dan Nong's control. Marnie now right side. Ball slapped away by Tippett as Steph Cumming was cutting hard. She hits the ground. And the ball's over the baseline. It'll be Danielong's ball, 13 seconds left on the shot clock here at the start of the second quarter. Marnie goes to Cumming. A jump shot from Cumming. It's a long-range one. She was about a foot inside the three-point arc. And that we'll see a 24-15 scoreline as Horton checks in for Thompson. So as... Levy brings the ball up the floor now for the AS Marnie watching it closely. Again, the ball security, a bit of a problem. Levy zigzags down to the left wing, then goes back, gets the ball into the hands of Cole. Cole goes back to the left side to Levy. Then it's to Roberts. Oh, someone got a piece of that ball as Roberts put up the shot. No call on it, though. It was all ball, and it's over the baseline as the ball was knocked away from the net over the baseline and Nash kicks it into Marnie to restart the play, 9 minutes left in the half, Nash at the top of the arc, right side goes to Cummings back to Nash, then left side gives it to Marnie, Marnie cross court, Go right over to the right wing Cummings, inside is Lindsay and Lindsay was mugged that time by uh, Tippett who is playing a great game the, uh, the tour the the tall number 22 Gretel Tippett having a very good debut here for the AIS tonight as the ball goes through hands now boots off, gives it to Horton Horton just uh, trying to bounce past it into Roberts there Ryan kicks it away and we'll have a reset on the shot clock here with 8 minutes and 34 seconds left to go in the half So Blitzars looking to bring it in Oh she took a long time Eventually had to go almost across half court To find Horton Horton now drives into the paint Pull up jump shot from the charity stripe Tippett tried to do well in the uh, rebounding competition She was outnumbered And that gave Nash the opportunity to come down with it She throws a long ball Looking for Lindsay in the key Jump ball's the result And it will be the AIS's So the AIS forcing that turnover there Or forcing that jump ball From which they will receive the ball back on the baseline. Roberts gives it off immediately to Levy. Levy into the front court now. Marnie's really harassing the youngster. On the boo. Then it goes to Horton, to Roberts. Roberts back to Levy. Levy to Tippett and this time Nash has picked up her first personal foul as Tippett was able to draw it from her as she took off on a cut to the basket. So Nash's first foul it's the first team foul for Dandenong here as we've almost completed two minutes of game time 24-15 here at the training hall inbound ball from the side goes into Tippett and Roberts is being caught on the travel Coach Brown not happy with the call and it will be Dandenong in the backcourt gives it to Marnie once again Marnie, New South Wales player who uh, after leaving the AIS ended up in Adelaide. Turn around in the paint. Lindsay draws the foul. I think that's on Roberts. It is. So that will be Roberts' first personal foul as Taylor Roberts. Roberts hailing from... Launceston in Tasmania has given up the foul on Ashley Lindsay who's of course from Austin, Texas, she misses the first second one's all net and it's 25-15 10 point ball game here with 7 minutes 40 left to go in the first half AAS Basketball on sportradio.com.au hope you're enjoying the action Horton, bounce pass inside to Tippett tip it, turnaround, jump shot in the paint bounces on the side of the rim, on the back of the rim and falls 25-17, coming now quick transition and has drawn the foul out of Blitzas. so Sarah Blitzars gets her second personal foul now and that will be a trip to the line for Steph Cumming Cumming with 7 points already in the game leading scorer at the moment for the Dandong Rangers She put that shot off to the right. As she goes again, second shot's all net. And we'll have the subs. The buzz is not sounding very healthy here at the uh, training hall tonight. As I mentioned at the top of the show, there was a a slight delay as uh, some electrical work was being done. AIS, tippet from three-point territory. Oh, great work from Levy, who leaves it short. She pulled down the rebound, then put up the shot. Goes back now into the hands of Thompson. Thompson kicks it left to Horton. Horton to it in the paint. Oh, gets the shooter's roll. It was just rolled over the top of the rim, and then around the rim for one full revolution before it dropped. The AIS bench immediately went up, and the timeout was called by the Dandenong Rangers here with 6.53. Coach Kingsman wants to have a chat to the Rangers about this game. Steph coming with eight points, Antonio Edmondson with six, the leading scorers for Dandenong, Taylor Roberts with six, the leading scorer for the AIS. Two, four points for uh, Gretel Tippett. And then a number of players on two points. At the moment, 48% shooting for the Dandenong Rangers. 27 for the AIS, but that's to be expected. Most of this team having their first game in the WMBL tonight. 90% from the free throw line. They're yet to make a three-point shot, the AIS. 50%. 5 from 10. Daninong would not be happy with that, the coaching staff. 13 rebounds to 10. Dandenong's favour. The steals, two apiece. Blocks, three to the AAS, one to uh, Dandenong Rangers. So the AAS, with a bit of height in this team, um, most of the girls all over 175 centimetres. um, And uh, a good number up in that 188 to 190 centimetre, or 90 plus mark as... uh, Looking at turnovers, seven turnovers on the AIS, four on the four on the Danion Rangers, but points in the paint, 14 for Danielon, 10 for the AIS as Lindsay goes right side to Cummings 45 but a long way from home Nash in the paint on the left lane shot blocked that time I think it was Tippett Tippett again with a very aggressive block it tapped away to Marnie Marnie gets the ball to Ryan Ryan was cutting at the basket and I think the foul will be called on Horton it'll be her first no, yes Gillian Horton's first personal foul the Queenslander from Mackay Now Marnie drives baseline, oh that was very careless by Levy and Levy now will get her first personal foul Levy as we mentioned from Swan Hill, Tessa Levy as Tippett subs out Payne and Roberts back on the floor Pull the ASI out, to to Ryan, the look away pass and Ryan nails the three point shot, 29 plays 19 here at the training hall back out to a ten point lead for the Rangers, inbound ball Horton taps it straight away to Thompson, in the paint uh, it's Payne who tries to put the shot up, she draws the foul, that'll be the second on Lindsay and Lindsay will sub out for Turdich as... Payne will go to the line to shoot too Nadine Payne not afraid to charge at the basket which is uh, great to see from one of the big girls she makes the first and moves her score along 2-3 for the game second or oh, rattles around but goes through so it's 29-21 Roberts with four, sorry, Payne with 4 points for the game Marnie on the left side now, left 45 over the top goes to Nash Nash back out to Marnie inside, it goes to Nash again and Nash finishes off with a nice little baseline twist and gets the layup to drop 31 plays, 21 5.46 over the top Thompson, bounce pass to Roberts, around the back Turdich has drawn the foul out of Turdich, it's her first personal foul and Hunt will come back into the game for Marnie 31-21 AIS will have the ball from the baseline Thompson over the top to Roberts then off to Levy Horton next then it's back to Thompson right 45 drives to the right elbow puts up the shot Comes off the ironing, Nash gets the rebound Gives it to Hunt, quickly down the floor To Cumming on the right wing Hunt, just back towards the centre circle Ryan's on the left side Away from the arc Kicks it left to Cumming Has been cutting hard Drives to the charity shot, leads the uh, shot short Turdich steals it away from Payne And makes the shot 33 plays, 21 here Halfway mark of the second term. As Levy finds Horton coming back to help her out in the back half of the front court. The pass went through the hands of Robert and then into Levy. Levy goes to Payne. Oh, Payne. Very aggressive. Tried to bank it in. Couldn't get the shot. Nash again cleaning up. Nash's rebound counts seven already for the game. Ryan for three. She's got it. All net as it left the hand. And coach Phil Brown not looking happy as he calls the timeout it's thirty six to twenty four here with four minutes thirty nine and it's a fourteen point to six quarter and check that it's actually a seventeen point to six quarter here in the second term as we'll have a look at the other game in progress because bullying and Bendigo of course a important game in the top five and also Adelaide and Perth will try and get you that score at the moment with four and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter it is the Boomers 20 leading the Bendigo Spirit 13 Elise Penaluna with 11 points Liz Cambich with 5 for the Spirit it's Kelly Wilson with 6 and Chelsea Aubrey with 3 Bullying shooting at 67% and Bendigo shooting at 45 nothing else too remarkable in the stats there 8 rebounds to 3 in favour of the Bullying Boomers but you'd expect that they definitely have the height advantage over the Spirit in the Lightning and Lynx game over there in Adelaide it's yet to start it won't be far away from starting soon so 4 minutes and 39 seconds here at the training hall left to go in the first half and we'll be hearing from Nicole Seacamp who's not playing tonight as she's got a, uh, a bruised knee knee bone and you'll hear more about that injury at halftime when we speak to her as with the ball from the backcourt now here it's Levy, Horton Payne also out there is Majovic who gets the ball now to Levy back to Payne Payne sets the screen it wasn't good enough for Horton goes back to Payne now the shot was good from Payne but it just rolled off the iron and it's out over the side on, getting it back with 4 minutes 14 AAS with 14 fouls on with 3 so they'll have to be careful here the AAS oh the pass that time from Hunt went to Horton Horton then had it taped away from Hunt but Levy just couldn't get the pass to Horton to finish off but Horton taps it back to Levy on the rebound and the ball tapped over the side as the pass was very hot from Levy and the AIS will have it to bring back in inbound pass it goes off to Majovic and Majovic makes the shot so 36-23 as Edmondson gets the ball, the New Zealander Oh, throws it out, but I think there was a foot involved. And Ryan, over the top, just lobs a little pass to Hunt. Hunt, pull up, jumper from the right elbow. Turdich pulls down the rebound, gives it outside to Ryan for three. Didn't have as much time as previously, and it comes off the iron. AAS rebound through Thompson, gives it off to Levy. Levy now, back to Thompson, top of the arc. Oh, there's some pushing and... uh, it looks like Turdic has been called for grabbing the hold of, um, I think that was Majovic. So Lindsay comes in as Turdic gets her second personal foul. Horton looking to inbound. Oh, Lindsay gets a hand in and on it ahead of Majovic. And Edmondson picks up the bouncing ball, doesn't finish off the layup. Lindsay and also Thompson come together and it's Thompson spills the ball over the baseline. 36.23, the tempo definitely going up here at the training hall and this time a very soft foul called on Thompson who just put hands on Ryan as she was cutting and that sees the 15th foul on the AIS and Edmondson will go to the line to shoot two misses the first so again she makes the second so still shooting at 50% from the free throw line is on. they've made 6 from 12 around the arc now Thompson gets it right 45 back to the top and Horton left side into the hands of Levy Levy tries to take on the Rangers but too much traffic there the pass inbound to Thompson was chopped off by Nash gives it off to Ryan Ryan alley-oops it over to Lindsay who gets the foul as she was shooting and it will be the the third personal foul no, second personal foul on Gillian Horton and that is a worry for Coach Brown as he calls his second timeout here with two minutes, 56 seconds left to go in the first half. Over there in Melbourne, it's the Boomers 26, the Spirit 18 with a minute 54 remaining. Harrower now with seven points, Wilson still with six, and Aubrey with three. Penaluna with 11 points, and now two players on 5 points one's Cambridge and the other now is Hannah Zavik so Boomers and Spirit in Melbourne Boomers with the advantage still yet to start the Lightning versus the Lynx here at the training hall it is the Rangers 39 over the Institute 23 with 2 minutes and 57 seconds left to go in the first half Leaning scorers on the floor 8 points apiece to Caitlin Ryan And also to Steph Cumming 7 points for Tony Edmondson And then 5 points apiece To Turdich and also To Ashley Lindsay 6 points Leading scorer is Roberts for the AIS then a couple on 4 in Payne And also Tippett so the extra points made and it's 40 points to 23 as we get down to just under two three minutes on the floor Cole just calling it around tries to get it good work inside there but the hook shot didn't fall for tip at that time and Hunt brings it down the floor oh that time Hunt not with the ball security and it's tapped away by Rebecca Cole as Marnie subs back in along with Cummings. Edmondson sits down. So out there on the floor, Cole Payne oh sorry, Cole Roblets as Thompson just gets away from Ryan and Ryan nails the three points. 43 plays 23. It's out to a 20 point advantage now as a long range two point shot she had a toe on the line Gillian Tippett it was all net though as we have two minutes left to go in the quarter 43-25 Marnie gets her offsider in in uh, Rebecca Cole to the floor the ball goes inside to Nash and Nash will do- draw out the foul it's the first personal foul on uh, Gar- uh, Gretel Tippett so the 22 tippet gives away the foul on the 22 of Nash and she goes to the line it was all net the first shot the second shot about to uh, go up it's all good and it's 45 plays 25 back out to that 20 point advantage now a minute 56 quickly down the floor gives it off to Blitzars and Blitzars drives baseline and makes the layup 45-27, and Blitzarves now gets her first points on the WNBL score sheet. Ryan now working around the arc. Roberts goes to her. She's trying to get Roberts on the wrong foot. Goes the wrong way. Tippett with the steal. Tapped away that time by Nash, and it'll be an AAS ball from the side. So great work from from Gretel Tippett. She's been doing... Uh, A big job in this debut match. Inbound ball goes to Cole. Gives it off to Tippett immediately. Tippett. Cross or Set a task that time for Cole. Who puts the ball on the floor. Dumps over the top but Lindsay reads it well. Lindsay gives it off to Nash who gets it in front of Marnie. Marnie and Cole make contact. Marnie's in the front row. Cole's crashing over the Australian Sports Commission banner at the side of the court. And the foul is called on Rebecca Cole it's her second personal foul she was uh, read to have made the contact there so Cole will sit down and back into the game will be Levy so Cole with two points for the game and also two fouls just trying to get up to the pace of WNBL basketball Marnie missed both shooting percentage from the free throw line not good as it goes to Cumming now, Cumming works around the arc starts the drive down the right lane outlet pass, Marnie puts up the three, doesn't fall Levy comes in, Cumming reaches in and taps it away, it's over the sideline it actually tapped it onto her foot and it rolled over the sideline that way so it will be the AAS in the backcourt inbound ball, gives it to Levy Levy on the left 45, goes to Tippett just off centre on the r- right, Tippett working in the paint, couldn't finish it off with a shot but does draw the foul the 35, Lindsay, Ashley Lindsay getting her third personal foul and that will mean Turdich comes straight back into the game she's she subbing in for Nash so Lindsay stays out there again Lindsay on three fouls before the half and that was costly last night Uh, Tippett just misses the first of the free throws second is good and it's 45 plays 28, 28 here So interestingly enough, Nash subbed out for Turdich. She tried to sub straight back in for Lindsay, but uh, the refs have called it. You've got to have one play, and this time it is uh, Tippett getting to uh, touch on the inbound pass, and now the sub can come, and Nash will sub in for Lindsay. So an interesting call, that one. As inbound ball goes to Marnie, back to Nash. She drives down the left wing. Gives it off to Cumming. Then back to Marnie who's in the centre circle. Right 45 over the top. Turdich on the right lane. Goes back to Nash. And Nash will make an easy jump shot. Inside the last minute here of the half as Levy. 13 seconds left. Tippet bounce pass into Roberts. Her second grab got her out of the paint. She then just lobbed it up and over, nowhere near Thompson and Ryan on the buzzer all net with less than a second remaining and that was a real killer for the AAS because I think that'll make it 50 points it does indeed, 50 points at the half for the Dandenong Rangers, 50 plays 28 here and well, it's tough time for the AIS. They knew they were going to be doing it tough tonight with the AIS going in with the youngest team in WNBL history and at the long break Caitlin Ryan with 14 points, Casey Nash with 9, Steph Cumming with 8 Gretel Tippett with 7, Taylor Roberts with 6 and Nadine Payne with 4 for the shoot. Rebounding, Casey Nash with seven. Ashley Lindsay with four. Tess Levy with four. Taylor Roberts with three. Gillian Horton with two assists. Olivia Thompson with two, leading the assists for the AIS. Steals: Gillian Horton has two for the AIS. Ashley Lindsay with two for the Dandenong Rangers, And blocks, Gretel Tippett with two blocks... Um, that's a great stat to see there Gretel Tippett in a first gamer 7 points as well with only 1 foul so that's critical for the AIS as they move forward the uh, big tall gold coast girl, 190 centimetres, doing a great job on Debu, Ashley Lindsay has 1 block to go with her reasonable stats for the first half so Dandenong shooting at 50% from the field, 45 from outside the arc, and 53 from the uh, charity stripe. AIS 31% from the field, nothing from outside as yet. They've put up five shots though, haven't managed to hit one, and 86% from the free throw lines. Rebounds 20 to 14 Dandenong's favour, assists 9 to 4 Dandenong's favour, steals 6 to 4 Dandenong's favour, blocks. Four to one AIS's favour, turnover six to twelve and there's fouls. At the moment both teams have fouled a total of twelve times. But points in the paint, Dan On with twenty two, that's the experience showing up there to twelve points for uh, points in the paint for the AIS. This is half time on sportradio.com.au AIS basketball the teams have made it back to the sheds and will take this opportunity to catch up with one of the AIS players who is off the court tonight unfortunately for her but looking forward to getting back into that AIS uniform very soon Nicole Seacamp joins us here at halftime and uh, Nicole, not playing tonight unfortunately injuries biting you as well
3: Yeah, um, just got a bit of a bone bruise on my right knee at the moment so unfortunately I can't run for another two weeks so um, just sitting out for this and resting so it's good we've got holidays coming up so I can rest it
0: So a bone bruise, can you talk us through one, how you get it and two, what it is.
3: <laughs> um, well, I'm not really sure how I got it. Like, I was in training and um, just had a bit of a flinch and it started hurting. And the next day I woke up and I couldn't really straighten it. So um got a bit of an MRI scan and um, checked it out. And there's just a bit of fluid in the kneecap, which is restricting me. And so if I don't get on top of it now, it's just going to stay like that for a while. So
0: fluid being drained or it just has to naturally um, dissipate
3: yeah just dissipate and just manage it pretty much.
0: well your time in the AOS, how have you enjoyed your uh, your time here
3: um yeah it's been good very interesting like a new experience i guess so no it's been really good and um good for my development as a player so no it's been really good and i'm happy with how it's gone
0: you have come into this program and uh, there's been quite a few changes, I guess, with the uh, program since you 've got here. Yep. How, can you talk us through all those changes and how it's affected you and how you 've been able to weather the storm?
3: Um, well yeah we 've got changing coach and changing players, I guess um, so the changing coach was different, like different styles of coaching, and so it was um, good to get a different kind of style of coaching, but um, it was a bit hard at the start for everyone, I think, mm. but Um, I just take it as it goes and adapt to how the new coaching style, so it was good Mm.
0: And how have the, uh, because normally you girls all graduate and finish your WNBL season together This year there's been a few changes with uh, Brownie wanting to get the new girls in for world champs Uh, How how has that mixture gone?
3: Um, well, it's been a bit difficult, I think, just trying to, like, work it, if you're working in a team environment, so it's a bit hard to get to know everyone in such a short time. And so with the different girls, um, I guess it's good for them, but, like, it's a bit hard coming into season as well for them. But it will be good for us, I think. Like, we're just taking it as a new experience, and obviously we're not going to win heaps of games, but if we take it as a development side of things, then I think it will be really good for both. Um, us ones that have been here for six months and the ones that have just got here
0: Mm. now you've got a couple of interesting assistant coaches as well with christy and also peter a lot of experience there how have you found those two who have been aos graduates are able to guide you through the 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 living away from home and all those sorts of things this year
3: um i think it's just good that they've been through it so they know how it is for us and how we feel and um, they can try to make us make it a bit more easier for us to um, adapt to it and our transition into the AIS. Um They also have a good experience with where they've come from and where they've been. So it's good that Peter's gone through um, Canberra Capitals, so she knows the WNBL side of things, and Christy's been to college in America, so she has that style as well. So it's been good, really good getting their styles of coaching as well.
0: Now, what's the Nicole Seacamp basketball plan have you got one at the moment?
3: Yeah, actually I do um, Well, I'll stay here until next July That's like definite And then after that I'm not too sure Like with what Brownie wants If he wants me to stay on until December um, But either way I'll have to go home So um, I'll go home and train with the Lightning I won't play because I want to go to college mm-hmm. So I'll just train with them and play ABA And um, then in 2011 I'll do, hopefully get into the Worlds team The Gems yeah. under 19 teams Because I'm still eligible and then as soon as that finishes, I'll go to college in America. And
0: obviously, with Brownie coming from a college, Christy coming from a college, there's a few names that you can drop there when you're talking yeah. to recruiters.
3: Yeah, I've talked. I've got like a few um, colleges talking to me, and I've already mentioned Brownie's name, and they're like they recommend like he's a good coach. They know he's that he's like a high up there kind of guy. So that's good for me, I guess. Gets me in with the know-how. So. Yeah, no, it's good, and they can help me out with what I need to look for, and um, what colleges will be good, best suited for me.
0: Mm. Now, the college, of course, is part of basketball, but the other part is education. Yep. So, what stream, what field have you been setting yourself up for, or have you made a decision what you want to study?
3: Uh, I'm still a little undecided. Like, it's in the same sort of area, like health, um, like sports and health and that kind of thing. Like i'm looking towards either like physiology or psychology or something along those lines that I can adapt into the sporting environment, so but i 'm not exactly sure with what I want to do just yet so.
0: now the WNbl is a, is a big leap up from any other competition that you'd played in outside of world tournaments, of course. Yep. how have you found that leap and bridging that gap, being so young, playing against you know, the likes of the tonight? Caitlin Ryan's, or Jess Marnie's, and Ellie uh, Downey's.
3: Yeah. Um. When I first started, like I was a bit nervous, and I guess I was a bit inexperienced because I was one of the younger ones when I first came in of the group. Um. But I think just with time and um with Brownie as well, he's helped me um just to get a bit more experience and a bit more confidence to play against the faster style of play. Mm-hmm. So right now, like it's not too bad. Like I can adjust to it, but um. Just like these new girls, they're going to feel what I felt when I first came in, which is just a bit shocked at how fast the game really is. So, no, I'm happy with how, like, if I was playing, like, if I was playing, like, (laughs) um, that, like, I'd know how fast the game is and just expect, like, the style.
0: I guess the other critical thing is, too, getting a bit starstruck. All of a sudden, you're playing against Rene Camino, you're playing against... uh, Sam Woosdom and these other girls that you have seen yeah. in the lightning ju- uniform in the lightning jumper there for, uh, for a while
3: Yeah, I know just growing up you're always used to watching them on TV and now we've got to play against them but now it's a good experience and I guess later on you can tell everyone that you played against like your idols and that kind of thing so no, it's really good
0: You'd be glad that you've got one more game left against Canberra too to yeah. uh, try and be fit <laughs> for the Jackson game
3: yeah, I'll just show her, no, <laughs> no it'll be good.
0: Tonight, uh, well, Dandenong is an interesting team, of course, uh, Brownie always has a few goals for the team, and, and it used to always be 20 points and making sure the D doesn't drop off at any stage, is that pretty much how he attacks a game scenario?
3: Um, yeah, I think so, he's mainly just focusing on our goals at the moment, but um. Yeah, he just wants to limit our turnovers, so make sure we're playing good like offensively and defensively, that we're looking after the ball. Um, but yeah, he likes the defensive pressure and that, so he'll be looking for us to keep um, pressure these guys as well.
0: Well, thanks for your time. We hope that uh, Bruce clears up very soon, and yep. we see you back out there on the court. Thanks for
3: having me. Thanks very much right. to
0: Nicole Seekamp joining us here. This is AAS Basketball. We'll be back with the second half in just a few moments. Brennan Parnell, joining me, Craig Ravell here on Halftime. And, uh, well, after that really 10-minute halftime at the uh, AS Arena last night, this 15-minute halftime is uh, somewhat of a luxury. and we were lucky to get out onto the floor before the buzzer was going
4: yeah, last night. Yeah, it almost seems a little terminal, doesn't it? You wonder if they really need the 15 minutes. I know it's the, they would have an equivalent amount of time, or maybe more in an AFL game or whatever. Well, but,
0: uh, it comes down to how far the change rooms are away. <laughs> from uh, so they troop off the floor. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It comes down to how far the change rooms are away from the um, from the court on how much time you get. And now with the redevelopment here at the AIS, they go straight off. They've got their room right off the uh, side of the court, but still the away team gets to walk down the race and uh, to and the old, yeah, the older the, area of the them. old change rooms. Yes, so interesting. But uh, an interesting game tonight. Dan and Hong. Uh, 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 well, they, they were a little bit flat going into this, as you'd expect after such a tough game last night, but uh, they have picked up the pace, and the, uh, this very young we believe it's the youngest ever uh, WNBL side on the floor, um, you know, has not been able to match the uh, tempo increase that uh, Dean Kinsman eventually got out of them after that timeout in the first quarter.
4: Yeah, he's doing a good job, really, Long. I mean, they're basically down to seven players. Downing on the bench there, it appears as if her nose is broken. I, I would imagine, uh, given the, the trauma she seemed to be under, that she wouldn't come back. Moody, injured, played a few minutes last night. Um, yeah, basically operating with seven. It's a game where probably, ideally, up by 22, you'd be looking to play your bench players, but really it's um, all hands on deck for Danny Long, but they're doing a good job.
0: Yeah, and the other one we haven't seen out there, and I don't know if uh, she's carrying an injury or not, but... Uh, it is Megan Moody and Megan Moody is one of those players that, you know, is, is what you would call second tier player, which against AIS is you want to give them as many minutes as you possibly can. I think
4: she was struggling last night. She spent the first quarter of tonight's game sitting with the doctor um in discussion there and she's got up off the bench a couple of times but I, I would say looking at how gingerly she's moving around at the moment, she's walking across the court that she won't be back uh, Yeah, Because she, she sat the whole, the whole first quarter uh, last night as well You came out at the start of the second quarter She's an interesting player She played for Great Britain in the um, European Championships in 2008 And has played for three, in three or four countries in Europe After going to, um, to college in America um, At Idaho, I think And, uh, yeah, you would think that given her body type and size That she's a player who could be an impact player in the WNBL But... Uh, yeah, and I'm not even sure what exact... She's got a, bit a pretty um a
0: pallid look about her at the moment, so... Yeah, not looking too happy on the bench there. For the AS, uh, Gretel Tippett has been a bit of a revelation. The uh, young Gold Coast... Uh, yeah, the young Gold Coast Gold girl. Gold Coast, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, I should have been, I'll just say Gold Coast. Tanned and long blonde yeah. hair. It's pretty much a giveaway, but... Uh, you know, a the, the lot of these girls are all a good high for uh, programs like the Gems and, and moving on to the Sapphires because they're not going to get any shorter. Yeah, Tippett, Tippett has the advantage
4: of even as uh, she was three years underage but went away with the last world championship group in 2009 to the world championships in the 19 and under even though she was only uh, 16 at the time in Thailand. Um, yeah, she would be seen as the senior player almost amongst
0: amongst a very, very young group. Chrissy Flora is uh, speaking to her before the game and said, you know, do you remember being this young in an AAS jumper, and she said, Well, yeah, I do, but I never had as much talent as this group out on the floor. <laughs> and and it, it's. Uh, I think Christie's being a little modest, uh, too. She's so a too. very solid point guard. But uh, it, it's interesting where you see the girls have come on. And that first quarter, that first five minutes at least, although they were down by um, uh, about three points at the end of five minutes, Dandenong had let them play at their own tempo. And that was that was a big opportunity for them to get a feel of the WNBL before Nong stepped up the tempo and then they really found out what it was all about but uh, Nong just as you'd expect a little bit flat and uh, it wasn't until they started picking up that tempo that they've really been able to, to uh, force the turnovers of the
4: AIS Yeah, noticeable even and Ryan who took, and took only one field goal attempt last night has been 14 points to this juncture already and mm has been much more involved offensively. Well,
0: she's pretty crook too. She uh, had croaky voice like flu conditions and symptoms. So she's playing under duress. As the ball goes into the front court for Ong, Lindsay puts up the shot. Can't get her own rebound, but Marnie comes up with it. Outlet pass to Ryan. Now at the free throw line, Nash leaves it short. And coming up with it, Levy, who's uh, showing some signs here in the point guard position for the AIS. Horton on the right 45 goes to Payne Payne back to Horton now giving it off to uh, Blitzarvis Blitzarvis puts it on the floor then kicks it right side to Horton who eventually puts up a, a shot but doesn't come down Lindsay throws it away interestingly Levy, oh block shot by Lindsay as Payne hits the deck and it's off to the races for Steph Cumming Cumming over the top Dumps it inside to Lindsay, outside to coming. Now around the arc to Ryan, who puts it on the floor. Finds Nash in the baseline. Goes to Lindsay in the paint. Lindsay just can't get the shot to drop, though, It's Brennan.
4: almost a mirror image of last night for Lindsay. Three or four times last night, easy. Almost putbacks around the basket, and that was another case there. Uncontested.
0: Yeah, and frustrating for Lindsay, too, because she's sitting on three fouls at the long break. So you can't really afford to get those fouls up that early in the game. she was in
4: the same foul trouble last night. Um, She's an interesting player. It doesn't appear to be a super potent offensive player, but obviously her length in the the pivot position uh, adds defensively more than anything, I think, to the Rangers' cause as we see uh, Sarah Blickavs
0: miss her first free throw attempt. And quite an old player by uh, this team's standards too because uh, an 87... Yeah. So, you know, a, a very much a senior. Done four Ryan. years at college and a little bit of professional experience before coming here. Yeah. As Ryan, oh, she has to go back and collect it. Pass too hot for her. Horton trying to wrestle with her. Long pass into Lindsay. Lindsay gets the shooter's roll and makes the shot. Goes to eight points for the game now. As Ashley Lindsay, as we said, on three personal fouls. AIS setting up in the front court as the Lynx are leading the Lightning. to as we go around the grounds Boomers 44 over the Spirit in uh, 40 in the other two games Here at the training hall 52 plays 29 as the third personal foul on Caitlin Ryan And that is critical as we said Because they're one point guard down on rotation Yeah basically 7 maybe 8 players available And they they did travel short too Because uh, you can travel with 9 So uh, they only travelled with 8 didn't they? Yeah, I think they've got the ninth player down there,
4: but I think um, the injury situation with Moody's really rendered her unavailable. OK,
0: yeah, OK, you've got Bernie and Downey, of course, yeah. as we mentioned. Downey with the nose still yeah. they're
4: packed in ice. Eight well, minutes. I'd say yeah. a, a pinch if they get into trouble, Downey will come back, but as we've seen Nash using that left hand again, almost unscouted, it appears, by the
0: young AIS girls, the fact that she's left-handed. Mm. 54 plays 30 as, again, the AIS... Bring it straight down the floor It was a good strong cut to the basket Just didn't finish off coming She finishes it off And now with 10 points for the game Coach Brown wants to have a chat to his charges As they are starting to get into a hole here 26 points after what was an enterprising first half With such a young group And it's just Well you can see a bit of frustration there from it's One pretty of the much,
4: pretty much a regulation timeout for a group this young that uh, Phil's going to have to, at various points in the game, just call a halt. And the messages probably won't be um, won't change very much in these type of timeouts. It's really about trying to gain some composure. And obviously, for a group with uh, 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, that's going to be a constant problem.
0: It, it's interesting, though, when you look at what Coach Brown's done. It's very rare to bring in so many girls mid-season, but. Injuries and and, yeah, just and I think the way it all just came back with with Brownie and uh, Flores and Sinclair coming back together, it, it, it has been probably the right thing for Australian representative teams in the long term. I think it's been a good thing. Yeah,
4: he's indicated already that he's going to change the structure of the way the AS programs are run to marry up with the under 19 and under world championship cycle. So this group here are basically the group that would that. At the moment, the selected uh, players that would be selected to go to the 2011 World Championships 19 and under, mm-hmm. and he's going to try and do that to keep hot housing the next group. As we see, Jess get a steal in the backcourt from Levy and convert the layup, and try and keep hot housing those groups on a two-year cycle now, which will change a little bit the way they've done things in the past.
0: Yeah, it has been a little bit ad hoc where they've allowed senior players to come in Sometime. and get the juniors yep. up to speed, and and had more of a uh, meshed approach. So it does mean that that cold first year is going to be a rough yeah, year. they're for always the going to have a uh,
4: bad year, better year. Yeah. Yeah. It's always going to be a battle. The, obviously, the Lauren Jackson year is, uh, stands statistically as an anomaly as uh, Blickhouse knocks down a nice high-arcing jumper.
0: as is uh, yeah. and another interesting play. It took a little while, but now starting to warm up to this level. As Lindsay oh dumps off to Nash, goes back to Ryan. Ryan knocked to the ground by the blitzers. As the ball doesn't drop, Lindsay tried to put it back in, and Roberts comes up with the rebound. Now Levy gives it to Roberts' left side on the 45. blitzers. Blitzes goes back to, uh, of course, Levy then gives it off. Tippett tries to drive, has to stop when she runs into some players and three-second violation or was yeah, that a
4: three-second violation? Yeah. yeah. Just uh, the offence fluttering a
0: little bit there. And uh, certainly uh, with this combination on the floor for Dandenong, it's, it's got quite a bit of experience out there. Marnie's a championship player. Uh, Ryan's a championship player. Lindsay, as you mentioned, college in the US. And uh, plenty of years on the court. Nash also is uh, shown to be of the real deal at this WNBL mm. level. She had
4: a very impressive college career. Led the scoring in the entire Pac-10 in her senior year at Oregon State. Mm. In
0: oh, feet. Ryan, it's great to see Ryan with the confidence to drive at the basket there and she has uh, what, 16 points for the game as she makes that layup over the top, Roberts puts up the jump shot, just puts it inside of the backboard that time, it's a shot that needs some work Craig, (laughs) Roberts Uh, she's been
4: very effective inside just the mechanics of her jump shot and I'm sure it's an area that Phil Brown and uh, Christy Flores and even Peter Sinclair, the scholarship coach will be trying to attend to Hmm.
0: Turdich working on Roberts now as the ball goes inside to tip it outside. Oh, big air ball by uh, Blitzers Looking for a three-point shot, but wasn't to be. Ryan carries it down and falls through. Caitlin Ryan up to 18 points for the game. And uh, like I said last night when I spoke to her, she's, her voice was terrible and you, you could just tell she was uh, not recovering as well as she'd like. So... Uh, Obviously that extra day, and you know what a flu and colds like yourself. Yeah. Extra she, day makes a world of difference. She also had her shoulder
4: heavily strapped after the game last night. of was icing it. I don't know whether it's a, an ongoing injury or
0: something new as Levy goes baseline and pulls up for her shot. Short again. Hunt now on the floor. Tries to go long, but it's intercepted by Levy. And, oh sorry, that's Rebecca Cole on the 7, isn't it? Lady it's gets hard it with now. the different, num- different
4: names on the back of
0: all the singlets Well, it's just hard because uh, this is the first time I've seen these girls yeah. Unlike yourself, who's been working in uh, development for so many years Yeah, well, nearly the, all these girls have come
4: through, obviously, the state programs um, National Junior Championships at under-16s and under-18s um, Quite a few have made a, a number of Australian Junior Development Camps From which
0: eventually they uh, select the AAS rosters Thompson inbounds the ball now, gives to Levy Levy goes to Cole this is probably the youngest list on the floor right now as Levy and Cole over the top to Tippett, Tippett tries to turn in the paint, oh banks it in that was great because Nash was all on her, just body on body contact yeah, a little unorthodox, but a, a very powerful finish for such a young lady. Coming, almost had her head ripped off that time by Thompson as she went past, but the reverse layup was good. 64 plays 34, it's a 30 point advantage as Pibbett drives left lane, dumps off, and just too slow from uh, uh, Majovic that time. Yeah, is the youngest. Mijovic, of, is it? Is it?
4: Yeah, <laughs> I just know from having seen her for a, for a number of years, she's the youngest of all the players. She's had some injury problems, had, el- had some elbow surgery, but. Is Obviously the tallest player Arguably on the court at the moment And probably still for growing As
0: Tippett, oh, just can't finish off the layup Good work that way They slammed the ball back into Nash And it will be an AAS ball from the baseline Four minutes, 30 seconds left to go In the, sec- in the third term you
4: know, I think the referee's actually reversed his call there I think that the players were aware Even though it appeared to be an AS ball That it had it, in fact come off one of the
0: Institute players Hunt now Nicole Hunt dumps over the top gives it to Ryan, Ryan now Edmondson, Edmondson just zigzags around outside the arc Nash gets it on to Turdich and Turdich gets the uh, shot Turdich has been in this squad for a number of years now but uh, uh, this is the first time I've actually seen her travel
4: Yeah and I think it's really a case of some injuries and unavailability She's really, and taken the opportunity, the minutes she's played tonight will be far and away than most number of minutes she's played in any particular WNBL game and it's Purely a case of uh, opportunity knocking And being available to
0: take that opportunity Oh, Th- um, Thompson making the shot there That takes her to, uh, what is it, four points now for the game Gets a steal at the other end As Turdage couldn't make the layup Now ball's back and forth with two possessions each And eventually Ryan lays it in Big game for Caitlin Ryan 18, uh, 20 points for the game this is looking a little like a scrimmage
4: now at the moment. The ball just flashing up and down the floor. Transition attempts unguarded. Uh, some reckless shots at the last couple of attempts by the AIS. Yep. They need to get into their offensive sets. Mm. That was yeah. a much better job there. Tippett got rid of the ball, set it down screen and got the ball back and was fouled from behind. Mm. And That's going to be Phil Brown's constant challenge is to get some composure and to, uh, to demand poise from the girls and
0: it's... yeah instinctively not gonna, it's not going to come naturally to them early on. As uh, Roberts goes back out there subbing in for Tippett. Jump shot halfway up the right hand lane that time by Cole doesn't fall Nash does the rebounding. Now Edmondson, the New Zealander bringing the ball down the floor. Stops on the left 45. Oh, good work that time. The pass was a bit lazy to Hunt. Unfortunately, Cole did everything she possibly could to try and get at it, but the ball going a bit too quick is over the baseline and it'll be back into the hands of on Rangers. 68 plays 36 with three minutes left to go in the third turn. So and coming. There's two girls that know these floors fairly well from their time here at the shoot. Hunt gets it back after a good baseline cut Puts up the shot, leaves it short And again Coles off to the races This time better ball control Well, this time she wasn't trying to chase down something She cut yeah. it away Gives it off to Thompson for three And AIS just haven't found any sort of outside range At the moment There's nil from six outside is coming, just using a body well Has drawn the foul out of Thompson So Olivia Thompson getting her first personal foul it's interesting to see the mix of players and where they're, uh, they're coming from here in this AIS side too. Yeah, it's a
4: heavy Victorian contingent. Victoria have been uh, the predominant over the last decade in the under-16s and under-18s at the, the Australian Junior Championships. And naturally that's reflected here with at least 50% of the squad coming from Victoria. Mm.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Queensland next uh, biggest contributor to the side mm. With uh, South Australia having at least three girls in the squad
4: Yeah, and there's probably a couple of other South Australian girls Who are part of the broader squad for the, the GEMS The 2011 under 19, 19 and under group um, Who aren't here for whether it's uh, unsuitability of this program Or the preferences of the, the coaching staff here mm-hmm.
0: As baseline, Roberts goes across to Blitzhusk outside. Gives it into the hands at time of Majovic.
4: Yeah, yeah, Majovic is showing a range there. The tallest player, the youngest player, able to knock that three down.
0: And the first three now goes into the books for the AIS in this game. 69-39 as Nash is in the paint. Dump off to Lindsay. Oh, It's always hard work, this time it drops. (laughs) Lindsay with 10 points for the game. 71-39. Here with a minute 44 as the ball gets into the hands now of And she's stepped over the baseline there, or, or Lindsay it's called the into foul her. on
4: Lindsay. Yeah. Mm. You see, Sarah Blikovs there, that uh, a great athletic talent, like the decent WNBL size. and, and But the composure to, to identify, even though she drew the foul on that occasion, when is the time to drive, where are the other players on the floor, those sort of um, subtleties are not part of her game she knocks the free throw down
2: Mm.
0: Uh, obviously it's a very hard it's a very hard job to look at a a 14, 15 year old and earmark them for a national side and uh, it's it's a skill and that's why there's groups of development coaches and development squads in each state that are uh, you know, are weeding down hundreds of players as Turtidge, nice little reverse nice layup, reverse, yeah. yeah. as Hunt was able to feed the ball into her, and she was able to continue the drive baseline to make the reverse layup, seventy-three forty-one. But th- that's the thing, isn't it? You, you're looking at this pool of hundreds of girls in each state. You're pulling it down to twenty for a, for a state squad. And from that 20, we're drawing out an AIS team of, uh, what is it, yeah. uh, se- uh, 14 16 players.
4: Or, yeah. yeah, most of the initial identification is done at National Junior Championships, under 16, under 18, even some of it early at the un- under-14 club championships. And from there, it's the National Intensive Training Program, which is basically a talent identification program. has a department in each of the states where those kids that are identified from the Australian Junior Championships are uh, given extra opportunities, extra training, um, national junior camp uh, participation here. They would probably have 50 girls each year would come to a national junior camp. And it more or less becomes a trial exercise to see who are the ones likely to have the, the physical, the attitudinal and the, the sport specific skills to be able to eventually push on. There's a little bit of guesswork, but um, it's as well organised guesswork as can be possible as Nash, that very flat shot knocks down both free throws
0: Inside the last minute, now as Cummings slaps the ball that was headed for Gillian Horton over the sideline 75 plays, 43 46 seconds left to go in the term. Danny Nong still shooting at 54% so that's still very healthy here, the AIS has brought it up to 31, it was down as low as 23 at one stage as Tippett tried to put up the three, it's tapped away that time and comes back in the hands of Levy, tip it with nine points for the game, leading scorer for the AIS and uh, on a bit too far away on rebounds to make a double-double but uh, it would be good to see her get into uh, a double score here and a first outing, coming once again just knowing the, knowing the body work there, knowing that Horton would be coming into Crowder, so just use the body, use the momentum, took the hit or created the hit in actual fact and goes to the line to shoot too. Yeah, that shooting
4: percentage you mentioned being so high is, is majorly attributable to the, the number of transition attempts that Dan Enong have had there. We saw another one. And if there were one disappointing aspect for Phil Brown, it would be that the poor transition defence. And we're really talking about an effort area there that the number of bad shots, turnovers, misfiring offence, you can live with that. But it, the sheer effort of being able to get bodies back and deny simple opportunities at the rim... Um, is something that I'm sure will be a point of focus in the post-game and in the coming weeks.
0: Cummings makes both and moves to 15 points for the game. She also pulls down the rebound and, well, we don't have a... One of the electrical problems at the beginning of the game was it knocked out the uh, sirens and horns. Yeah. So uh, the, uh, the rest have been doing a good job Because uh, uh, they have managed to uh, stop the game Before any sort of buzzer beater situations That would have so been a, far.
4: one of the players of the week uh, Tony edmondson Larch, He caught the ball in
0: mid-air Came down
4: on one foot And put it a back left-hand back-to-front reverse Yeah. Uh,
0: and when we, look at th- when we look at this game I think one of the other disappointing things Roberts has got eight points But a little bit now, as, she, as a senior player in the group, having had a half a season in the WNBL, mm. um, just those little things when she's mucked up a jump shot, which, uh, as you identified before, it's is not part a, of her. It's game. a work in progress. Yep. Yeah. But not beating a path back down the floor to make, you know, to make position for D, and those sorts of things. A number of times, Coach Brown has had to remind them about those simple things, not to drop their head, because mm. as soon as you're finished in offense, you've got a, a major role to do in D. Yeah, they're the intangible areas and they're not, we're not talking about sheer
4: physical precocity or uh, the ability to be able to perform any one skill specifically better than anybody else. We're talking sheer effort. Recognition, one thing's gone wrong. My job now as a team is to get back and prevent easy opportunities for the other team in transition.
2: Yeah.
0: And we look at the stats here at half time, at 77-243. And it is leading scorer Caitlin Ryan with 20 points, Steph coming with 15, and Casey Nash with 13 points. Nash close to a double double, you'd expect her to get that up before the end of the game because she's got nine rebounds. Ashley Lindsay with six, and Steph coming with five.
4: Cassie Nash, very impressive weekend. For a lady who was only averaging eight points, you ask yourself how could that be after last night, I think 17 points last night, and the, the preeminent scorer in last night's game, another 20 tonight, given the opposition is a little easier, but yes. she's looked quality. She's, it's a, amazing she hasn't had a bigger impact on the WNBL. Maybe the change in coaching and... Uh, a slight shift in her role with uh, Dean Kinsman's slightly altered offence is mm-hmm. is having an impact or maybe just the the presence of a different coach has imbued a bit more confidence in her but uh, she's been a legitimate WNBL starter and lead scorer.
0: It's, it's an interesting situation that we see at the Capitals with uh, Graf and Lucas and also here with Kinsman and Walters. They are both head coaches in their own right and uh, I wonder if this is a trend we're going to see. Uh, yeah, I don't,
4: I don't know what drove the coaching change at Dandenong. Dale Waters is still the next, he's the coach of the, the group that will come out of this AIS team, the 2011 yeah. World Championship group, so he's still head coach of that group. Um, but obviously, given Dean's experience four years and having taken the the last Gems group away to the World Championships, uh, it's a coup for Dandenong and um, he was at pains to explain last night that there's still plenty of things Dandenong needs to do better, but they're making some, some steps in that direction and it may not be till next year that really they're back as a legitimate semi-final contender but they're sowing some of the right seeds I think at the moment
0: AAS had first use of the ball there Lacey couldn't uh, sorry, about that Lavey couldn't Lavey. make yep. the uh, I'm still trying to learn these yeah. players but Lavey couldn't make the jump shot there from the left hand elbow and on get it back, Edmondson trying to take on the defence and gets past Payne to make a nice little one handed jump shot on the baseline as At the other end, Horton takes on Edmondson. And that, that's the thing. Edmondson can look so good in offence, but defence, she has got a long way It's a, it's a poor to foul go. there,
4: really. Gillian Horton going towards the corner of the court, launching a, a left-hand hook speculator and Tony Edmondson getting a hand in there. There's really no need for that. Somebody taking such a tough... Uh, Shot attempt
0: Of course Edmondson I can't remember if she played with the Sirens But certainly has been She did yeah She
4: played with the Sirens two years ago And spent the last Siebel season playing um, with Aubrey um, Mm -hmm. Averaged over 20 a game A couple of player of the week awards And uh, even though she's 24 at the moment She's still got a heap of improvement I think Physically And uh, in understanding of the game Cole Hunt leading the break again and the lady we just mentioned, Edmondson, you see the athleticism yeah, there she, and she elevating to that layer. She's
0: in their front court. Mm. Just, uh, yeah, just a bit lazy or just mindset I th- isn't I think it's key. an
4: experience. Um, she's also she's a, still quite young. a volleyballer. She's uh, represented New Zealand internationally in volleyball. Mm-hmm. And obviously the demise of the New Zealand um, International Women's Program, not being eligible for the World Championships now and uh, not really having a program um, and not having a team in the WNBL has... has Affected their program And it's great that Edmondson's getting an opportunity And a couple of other players But uh, in terms of Oceania basketball It's not a great thing
0: yep. 81 plays 43 here With 8 minutes and 24 seconds to go In the final term As Cole <laughs> brings the ball into the front court Down the left hand side Goes to Roberts on the right side Now on the right wing It's over to Thompson Who goes inside to tippet But we're just seeing here the AIS they're shooting over the basket very well, but they're just not shooting into the basket. It's
4: just lack of composure. Yeah. Turnover. Things over. are rushed. Another layup rush there, as we
0: see. Rebecca Cole miss a point blank layup. Uh, Caitlin Ryan with a smile on her face every time. This time takes on Blitzless and uh, and uh, just too easy just for out a, Ryan. Out then. of stance. Yeah, yep.
4: Ryan, little hesitation there and. Uh, she's having a picnic really as Phil Brand calls another one of these timeouts to try and
0: get some composure back into mm. the lineup. just Marnie to sub back in too I imagine that's for Nicole Hunt it is and uh, yeah well, he'll use his second timeout now with 7 minutes 53 it's not as if he's got to keep it for that last you know two minutes of helter skelter it's 81 to 43
4: no it's small building blocks for Phil and the AAS program I mean the likelihood of them winning a game this year is probably given the number of new players remote, but um, it's certainly purposeful in terms of the development of these young ladies.
0: One thing I was going to say is uh, uh, a stat that I'll be happy to mention to um, Dean Kinsman, I think it'll be his first victory as a... oh no, it won't be, no, it'll...
4: At the Ohio's training No, no, conference. it's not, it's, it's not, because they, yeah.
0: they beat Dandenong at the end of uh, yeah. his second season here. <laughs> yeah. year, so... Uh, yeah, so I guess he gets the irony of uh, coaching the team that he... Uh, what Pop- a few yeah, and of it's then? probably
4: a little... And in some respects, you mentioned the Sapphires before. There used to be a 23-and-under um, a World Championship and the age grouping of the AAS was always a little bit different, but now mm-hmm. with FIBA reverting to a 17-and-under World Championship and a 19-and-under World Championship... Nominally, the the age, the average age of the A's squad has come down. You mentioned tonight probably the youngest squad ever, and it's going to stay that way. Yeah, and that really it it puts them at a significant disadvantage to uh, compared to the group, the Jacksons group that eventually won a WNBL title, a little older, and obviously the presence of Jackson, which is the magic factor in itself. Well, Jackson,
0: Bakovic, Taylor. Mm. You know, you are talking about three world yeah. standards, three world champions.
4: Yeah. Whether we, I mean, we'd to, like to think as Nash goes left again and finishes oh. that we could produce another one, Rebecca Cole. You'll notice that Jess Marnie and um, Nicole Hunt both forcing Rebecca Cole onto her left hand. Yeah. Yeah. And it's obvious, even in the short amount of time they've had to observe this game tonight, that they've identified that as the area. And well, I'm sure Phil Brown has as well, the area she needs to improve on, left-hand dribbling.
0: Yeah, Marnie. Marnie is a like um, I'm biased um, with Jess Marnie, but one of a very uh, a good thinker in the yeah, game. Yeah, it's a great kid. Um,
4: it's a really great story. She was at the AS from uh, 1999 to 2002. Yep, had a series of um, really crippling knee injuries, but has come back via Adelaide and has had various periods off and uh, playing some of the best basketball now and. and even at just 26, we see steal the ball again from Cole. Finish with the layup. Steal, yeah. misses the layup. Scrambles, gets the ball back to Nash, who misses again. Ooh.
0: But it is we're down to six minutes, and let's face it, we've got a 10-minute jump time here because mm. it is obvious now that the AS have run out of puff. Mm. And what what Coach Brown, I would imagine, is saying he's looking for here. He's going, you're exhausted. You've never had to play at this level before. What I want to see is how you think. Yeah, Because it's the decisions you make now. Execution's always going to be off. Yeah, Or, or, you know, not always, but the execution he's expecting not to be 100%. But what he wants people to do is make the right decision. As Dandenong have, they got the ball to Caitlin Ryan with a good screen by Turdage, and she knocks down another three. Last night I was just waiting for Caitlin Ryan all night to get into that three-point zone, and and really when uh, Dandenong were closing in or when they had the lead, I was just waiting for that ryan three point game to start to to really uh, solidify their position. well five it, of the three pointers
4: to, or four of the five three pointers have come from a simple handoff on the perimeter and the defenders going under the handoff last yep. night. the capitals have scouted that to death, and there was no way they were ever going under the handoff as soon as Caitlin Ryan sees that space, she launches what for her what is probably the equivalent of a layup
0: yep. yeah, she loves that outside and it's the, the,
4: the the naivete of the AIS defenders simply that every time that handoff's been run the, the defender is sagged underneath and Ryan will take that space and knock three down every time and these are some of the, the lessons the um, strategic lessons that these girls will learn
0: Yep. Three point attempt that time by Levy, just comes off the iron. So now it's Marnie setting up on the right wing, but Ryan decides to drive into the plane, outlets to Edmondson, and Edmondson says, I can hit three points too, don't forget. Mm. I was trying to I just can't remember Edmondson so much in that sirens team because oh, I've got to see of times. She was
4: very young yeah. and, and I think it'd been a, a a volleyball transfer and hadn't played more than two years of basketball, I think, and was almost in the team purely on her athleticism. Um, she played some bit-part minutes in the games in Australia. Like, nothing and wrong with
0: Donna Lafayette, who's hmm. a dual international. So, obviously, there is some... Oh, sorry, she was a... She was a volley- yeah, yeah, she, she, was, she a was volleyball
4: at Edmonton. And that purely, you see the volleyball talent, the, the sheer athleticism, as Kali um, Mievich again, showing
0: her range from the perimeter as 93 plays 45 here with 5 minutes 37 left to go. Marnie just wrong footing Levy and Levy just, once she got beat there, she just decided to, to body in on Marnie. Yeah, they're
4: just out of stance constantly on the perimeter and yeah. part of that is strength and the exhaustion you've, you've mentioned. Unable to stay in stance to stay in front of the first step on the dribble. Mm.
0: As Cumming comes back in for Ryan now. Inbound ball goes to Marnie, who's just in front of the uh, centre circle here at the training hall. As Marnie drives left lane into the paint. Oh, can't get the laugh to go. Lindsay's there. I think she took about three steps before she could get through the traffic. And uh, she'd be saying she was hard done by because she certainly had four bodies on her. But uh, it's always very tough when you're trying to get a ball off balance like that. 93 still plays 45 just a tick over 5 minutes left to go Lindsay with the reach taps the ball away gets to Horton, Horton into the paint outlet pass to Payne Payne, long range 2's off the back of the iron Marnie comes up with the rebound Edmondson dumps around the corner to Turdich Turdich has got the defence collapsed on her so an easy 3 point attempt for not made by Steph Cumming so Horton brings it down tapped away by Turdich, Marnie's on the ground and it will be coming who picks up the ball Edmondson now dribbling it back
4: that'll disappoint Coach Brown there the ball was on the ground up for grabs and Jess Marnie from about three
0: metres away came and just took it from uh, Payne Marnie and Turdich working it on the left side Marnie goes herself. oh she leaves that layup short again uh, as now Levy tries to drive it down taps it on to Payne Ooh, no call on the body contact there as uh, I, I think a
4: pretty reasonable call, and the Dean Payne creating the contact there just a little out of control, and the ball does go back to the AAS, however.
0: Mm. AS. However, uh, is or oh, I can't get this name right either. It's Blitzers Blitavs, I think Blitzers. is the way that I've As. heard it pronounced. Yeah. <laughs> yes because before the game, Nicole Seacamp said Blitzers and she, and she
4: she may be correct. I'm just going yes. off from the junior camp uh, <laughs> stuff and the national championships
0: as Roberts uh, tried to get the rebound that time but Lindsay got it to uh, um, Cummings as Cummings pulls up right side Marnie gets it back you you can see once again here that um, Turdage the passes even from Daniel aren't crisp and clean so you can understand why this this squad is where it is as Cummings knocks down a good uh, jump shot from the right 45 just about two Two yards in on, t- two feet in from the uh, three-point three point line. Yeah,
4: There's still a work in progress down on. I think Kinsman's already had an effect. They'd won, this will be four out of their last five games. Mm. And given the, the, the position they were in when the coaching change was made, that's a, a pretty, I'd say, satisfactory result.
0: Mm. Yeah, it was an interesting time when Dale Waters took over this down club, a uh, club. Very, very tur- turbulent time with a lot of players retiring and, and moving on. And, uh, a lot of their
4: best juniors finished up not playing for Dandenong, which is always an area of concern. Liz Cambridge, Dandenong Junior, yep. um, yeah, and the, a couple of players who are at Bendigo now, um, who were at Bendigo last year, yeah, yep. deciding not to play with what had been their home association. I think that caused some some ructions within the association.
0: Mm. Yeah, because uh, both the Melbourne teams do have such a big junior structure and, and are a major. Uh, contributed to the AIS programs over the years. Absolutely. As Tippett goes inside this time getting the ball away to Thompson and uh, the body work there just a bit uh, lazy and that will see Lindsay out of the game. So her fifth personal foul as Blitz has... Turdich lining up for some
4: more minutes. She could never have expected a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, Turdich... She's been good
4: but she's made the most of her opportunities which is all you can ask for a young player who was Arguably on the radar of the AS she came to a number of Australian junior camps, played for Vic Metro right throughout and won under-16 national, under national championships and under-18 uh, national championships. And, yeah, it's, it's reward, just reward. As I say, she would, would have been one of three or four players who would have thought run lucky not to get an A. S. scholarship, but um, it hasn't deterred her.
0: And, and now she's getting to the age where it's not going to fit in with what the IAS program's trying to achieve. Yeah, would, absolutely, sure. yeah. yeah.
4: She was eligible for the last world championship group, not the next one.
0: This time Tipper gets a hand on the pass. Uh, Her pass, though, to Horton was tapped away by Hunt, who brings it down. Cross court goes to Cumming. Cumming puts up the three point attempt. Marnie unopposed in the paint, but she can't get the put back in. So 95 46. Dandenong has been stalled on 95 for a little while now. As this time, oh, trying to get the ball up into the air was Thompson. She couldn't get her layup to four. Two minutes and eleven seconds. Marnie with the ball in the paint. Outlet to Cumming. Cumming faked the three, drove around the two defenders and can't put the jump shot in. Eventually Cumming I think's given away the foul too, Brennan.
4: Yeah, she got a bit of Levy's arm there, yeah. Almost a frustration foul and somewhat of a professional foul. Neither team in the bonus. Just stops the play, gives the A's a chance to Run a couple more subs in for the last two minutes and two seconds. Denning would like a few more subs, but uh, they're only able to to bring Nicole Hunt back in for a a visibly tired Jess Marnie.
0: As Payne brings the ball down the right wing, gives it off to Thompson. Thompson, inbound ball, goes back to Roberts. Now Payne left side. Back to Horton for three. She leaves it left of the ring. Roberts tried to keep it in play, but it's tapped away over the side and the on ball from the backcourt 1 minute and 47 seconds left to go in the game the, s-
4: the scoreboard in the last quarter doesn't make pretty reading does it 18 points to 3 and indicative of how the AS have really lost their way and a yep. total loss of composure and finishing to score just 3 and a quarter
0: Turdich, well, uh, I'm always interested in a situation where defence is collapsing on the ball carrier Turdich was in the paint there defence were expecting it to step forward isn't a fade away the better option in that position?
4: Uh, both are legitimate options, depends on whether you feel you have an angle where you can get your head and shoulders past the defender, where, in which case the referee would then uh, infer like that she's the defender was the it, yeah, she's drawn the foul that way, so if the defender has fabulous position and I can see no opening, yeah, and they've positioned themselves there, then the fade away becomes the, the secondary option Obviously, the closer I get to the rim, the better. Is, is, sorry, as Turdich knocks down the second of the free throws.
0: yeah it's one of those catch-22s. You, you see the girls with such skills in the WNBL where a fadeaway. Think of Jackson. Well, Jackson's think of Jess Marnie. Uh, Jess, yeah. uh, oh, isn't that terrible? Bibby. Bibby.
4: Yeah. Bibi, yeah. You know, the yeah.
0: fadeaway jump shot is like a layup for yeah. most other well, players. Well,
4: she's worked that out as a way of shooting the ball over taller opponents and mm-hmm. creating space for herself, not over in doubt with size. Yep. But Lauren Jackson, we didn't see a lot of it last night. Probably her perimeter game was better than anything last night, but you can guarantee within a couple of weeks her pattern to catch in the post, yep. uh, wheel around and shoot a fade and shoot. away. It's almost the Michael Jordan of women's basketball. It's an unblockable shot and something that for her becomes as routine as free throws once she's and in the, the groove. The other
0: thing I did see last night, and I, I know we were in a slightly better position to see it, the drive. She was yeah. driving and dishing, and it's been... You know, uh, What's that, that there, 1999? Yeah. Since you really saw a real Jackson drive and dish game.
4: Yeah, I think her game's evolved and we haven't seen, obviously, that much. Of, we've seen her at World Championships and Olympics, but she spent most of her time at Seattle and over in Russia and her game has evolved. Yeah. I can tell you that from watching her at practice, that she does most of the things that most guards can do very comfortably.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, you have to remember, her shins as uh, coming... Has stolen the ball off, uh, off um, Thompson. I think a charity foul from the referees there. The AIS gave
4: that, unawares. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> to send her to the line, the uh, Nong being in the bonus now, the fifth uh, team foul for the quarter.
0: Might go around the grounds here. The Boomers leading the Spirit 63-58. to 58. That's an interesting game at the moment.
4: Remarkably, the, the, the Spirit this season... The, the hole is greater than the sum of the parts. Christy Harrow is obviously a great glue, and mm-hmm. I noticed her leading the scoring 21 points. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, not too much that Christy Harrow doesn't do it that point. No, team. absolutely. And then the Lightning over the Lynx, so they've turned around with a 33 second quarter. 33 to 11, 11 second, second quarter, quarter, yeah. After uh, the Lynx were leading at quarter time, 22 to. And a potential 15. danger game for the Lightning, one they
4: have to win if they hold aspirations of making the finals. I think they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling it early <laughs>
0: Go on uh, It's a long bomb down the field As we haven't seen uh, much scoring here Nong won a 100 point game Turdich tries to go in the paint Outlet to Cumming 11 seconds left Coach Brown is saying I want to keep them to less half our score Oh Hunt Wrong foot coming sets the 3 On the buzzer Rattles out Oh AIS with seconds left point two Well two hundredths of a second Two tenths of a second left have kept the ball out. So this is a Jackson play. No oh, the this NBA is a Jackson play. You need three
4: tenths to catch and shoot. Yep.
0: Long coming puts up the shot. It's net and on the buzzer. It's 102 to 51, and well, Dandenong double the score at the end of the game. Uh, which is a heartbreaker for Coach Brown.
4: Yeah, it's, a, it's only a minor point, but in the NBA they would have, would have said that you don't have sufficient time to catch and shoot. They've determined that point 0.3 is the absolute minimum. Well, I, um. I
0: know in drag racing, point 0.4 is the absolute uh, minimum that you can yeah. get a car off a line. Yeah, So well, yeah.
4: it's interesting that uh, in basketball in Australia they haven't adopted that. but uh, Well, yeah.
0: quite obviously, point 0.2 in a second isn't up to get on a
4: the And it's probably reflective of, yeah, um, as you mentioned at the start a potential danger game for Danny Nong injuries Such a tough encounter last night but they've been extremely professional in their performance and and helped by the youth of the AS side They really fell apart in that last quarter just finished with eight points but had three points with just a minute and a half to go
0: Yeah, and uh, what we pretty much expected with a new group uh, As we said, I think what we were looking for was their decision making late in the game and uh, they've shown they've got a long way to go. Yeah, and that's, as you say, absolutely to be expected, but
4: uh, some positive signs. And for the coaching staff, there's no shortcuts to uh, giving them the experience that they get from playing. You can talk all you like and show all the film you like, but they need to play in these sort of encounters to understand the requirements of um, of playing at this level.
0: Nick, um, Katie Esri was the youngest girl to play in this AOS side. Prior to it, this, year. Prior to this, it's mm. been... Eclipse now, but uh, I guess we look at Katie Esri now and a, a, she's uh, really gone on to a, a solid career. Yeah, absolutely. And a solid WNBL and player. It and and uh, it's, it's interesting because Esri was able in a more senior group of AOS players to find a feat and to play a very important part in an AOS side. I guess where I'm going is we see in men's the AIS play in the Sebel, if the AIS is going to go with this younger younger group... Is there a
4: place in the WNBL? Well, yeah. do
0: they... Yeah, if, if they're going to be beaten by 50 points plus per well, game, so. do they have to move to the Sebel, which would be a, a big culture shift for an AIS program? And a
4: timing a timing issue as well. Obviously, the Sebel played during the winter months. Mm.
0: I, I guess that's an issue for basketball. Well, that, well, but that actually helps the girls better because they would be here... For the whole time during yeah, the But not from a World Championship studies.
4: perspective because the World Championships every year are on in July, so okay, um, it would, they would have to do, like some of the AIS men this year who had their schedule uh, yeah. moved around and they weren't eligible for finals, I think, the last two years because of World Championship concerns. Okay. Um, yeah, timing-wise, But we're is not here well. to win
0: championships locally. No. We're here to win World Championships yeah. and and to build these players into world... I, think so. I still
4: think my, all the, the clubs in Australia would support the AAS girls being in here. And given that next year will be their World Championship year, they're going to be infinitely better and infinitely more experienced next year. Are they going to win games? Probably not. Are they going to be more competitive? I think so. And I think it's a decision that Basketball Australia is that the owners of the league have taken to... Uh, yeah, that we're going to take some lumps with this, the young group of players, but um, timing-wise and... In terms of providing invaluable competitive opportunities, this, is, this serves a purpose. Mm.
0: It's an interesting question to ask, though, and obviously it's very early days for this change to have taken place. But uh... it
4: would be interesting to hear what um, Dean Kinsman has to say. Obviously, he's seen things from both sides now, and um, coming back here as the coach of Dandenong tonight, winning by 50, I, I don't think he'll be disappointed. I think he will have found, felt it gave him an opportunity to... Um, utilise some pieces of his roster such as Turdich who would not norm- play 20 and, minutes tonight and who would not normally get that sort of minutes and give them some confidence and exposure
0: and maybe that's the place for the AIS um, it's the opportunity for girls like Turdich for Romeos and, uh, and Bowley or Bowleys and, yep. and, and, uh, and the like to get those minutes and that's you know it, it wouldn't stop the league to say you can only play three of your previous four starting five you know your previous Maybe four starting is. five teams i guess
4: the the problem with that eventually comes where a team in well, a, injuries. In this, and yeah, in the second year of AOA's situation where the AOS finish up beating them and costing them a position in the finals or something like that, that mm-hmm. people would say that in any league situation you have to have a level playing field. And if people are going to enter, they enter on a level playing field. Um, mm-hmm. I still don't think it's broken. Yeah, sure. They're oh, dis- I'm not saying it's broken. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed tonight. If, if
0: we can give some yeah. of these other bench players more minutes. And yeah. at the moment I would hope from a
4: coaching point of view that most coaches would instinctively go that way that I see this as an opportunity to do some different things and to expose some different players and I'm not afraid to do that
0: Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting on January 9 because that's AIS versus Canberra Canberra, now, yeah Because you, you know, Lauren Jackson's playing Jackson that game There's probably no need for her to play in that there's game There's no need, there? but it's a Canberra game and it's $20,000 a game that Loz gets paid Not that she's not worth it yeah. But, gee, if, you, if you're going to try and draw a crowd...
4: But I think, really, rather than the $20,000 a game, Lauren Jackson's role in Canberra now is to showcase the game, oh, showcase look, the is, sport... Yeah, I, 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 she deserves And to bring, a, obviously no, to bring a championship me. back to Canberra. Mm-hmm. Does Lauren Jackson playing 20, 25 minutes against the AS achieve any of that? I think there'll probably be a, a decent crowd and there'll be an expectation from the public that every yeah. time the Capitals have a game, I want to see Lauren play. And that's evident last night. And Christmas holidays, well, a week out from Christmas, 2,200 people
0: that's yeah. exactly it and I'm glad you said 2200 because on the top of the box score it said 12
4: oh really yeah I know yeah. I saw the and official that, crowd figures 2189 and I don't think that was a truthful as opposed yeah, no, to no, some of the rugby league thought, crowds. I said, 20,
0: a I good, said 2500 a good self. healthy
4: both sides filled. I, I think if, we'd, if it hadn't been so deep into school holidays and the junior competitions in Canberra finished uh, the week before we would have got another 1500 or so and I think that Yep. Hopefully the Sydney game uh, Most people back from holidays by then it, It's going yeah. to rock I'm yeah. going to have to leave you here yeah, no and, problems. Uh,
0: Thanks very much for coming It's to a help pleasure, Craig. Out, but, pleasure. Uh, Always a pleasure as, uh, I'll let you get going and uh, I'm going to have a chat too Dean I'd be, be you interested
4: to hear what Dean has I to will, say I'll let about, you
0: yeah. uh, stay there You'll be able to hear him I'm going to have to talk on my way over there Because I've got to switch over to the radio mic So We'll go to the radio mic And uh, we will talk a bit more about this game as uh, Caitlin Ryan was the leading scorer, 23 points. 20 points for Steph Cumming and uh, 19 points for Ryan, who once again had a, a good game in, uh, in this standing on side. Leading scorer was Tippett with 9 points for the AIS's. Dean Kinsman heads over this way now. and Congratulations, Dean. The irony is, this was the first team you ever beat as an AIS coach at the training hall. You bring back Dan, you know, and uh, you beat the AS.
5: Yeah, that seems uh, quite a while ago now, but uh, yeah, that was my first. Uh, look, Like they're, as we know, a very, very young group. I've been on that other end of the of the bench there, and uh, obviously Brownie's doing a you know, good job of bringing a whole lot of new people in, um, and there's so much talent in that group. They'll, they'll get better and better. For us, uh, we're one and seven. Uh, you know, we're now five and nine, so... You know, the last six games for us has been a a lot of good momentum and uh, we've been really pleased to finish off uh, this part of the year. How are you going with uh, the team? As we mentioned last night, you have
0: such a mix of experience and youth in this team as well that um, the balance, like tonight when we saw you had Ali Downey down, injured, you weren't able to run Moody and uh, that makes it very hard for rotations, admittedly, up against a side that was 15 years old.
5: Oh look, certainly does. It's a big challenge, and I felt like uh, Casey Nash did a super job for us last night. And I thought early she was uh, one step behind the game because of how much punishment she took. And, but she's a good professional player. She worked her way back in the game. I thought Caitlin Ryan showed some uh, really good leadership for us tonight. She's been crook all week. That's why she only played 13 last night. But I thought tonight, you know, like she got a bit of momentum for us going, and I thought she led us well. And Steph Cumming, you know, she's still only 19, and yeah, you know, this time last year she was sitting at the other end of the court, and she's just doing a terrific job for us. So yeah, it's a good rotating eight. It's tough, but um, you know, obviously, it does give people opportunities. So uh, they took the most of it.
0: And I Hope Hurditch really did this weekend. She got some good mark uh, minutes. She uh, was defending Jackson there for a number of uh, minutes on and off uh, throughout last night's game as well.
5: Yeah, yeah, it was a really interesting weekend for her because 7:37 uh, on Thursday night she got into the team. Um, normal. Faith uh, Prost ripped her back at practice and uh, straight away, Faith, you're coming and, uh, sorry, hope you're coming and uh, yeah, she did well last night and, and it's a good opportunity for her to get some minutes, uh, she hasn't played a lot of WNBL so uh, here's a good time to get some some time under the belt and get her playing with some season seasoned players around and she'll be better for the experience, especially playing off of Casey Nash, you know, learning from her is a real benefit, we need more from Ash you know, Ash, you know, in that import spot for us, uh, she had a really good three weeks and I, I've just felt her last two weeks before Christmas, she's uh, yeah, whether she's uh, got to the end of the road for a little bit before we break or she's just uh, dropped the foot off the throttle, we've got to really work on cranking that up after Christmas. Well, have a great Christmas and uh, look forward to seeing how you
0: progress through to the
5: end of the season. Yeah, look, we're, uh, we're out there to have a bit of fun and we think we can, you know, maybe shape a few and, and, you know, who knows, we've got a massive road trip, the first one, uh, Townsville and Logan, and that's, you know, really going to sort of, I think, decide a little bit about... What's happening for us? So if we come back ready in the new year, we hope they have a fantastic and a long, long, long hard celebrations, and we're ready to go. So uh, you know who knows. But thanks for the support, and uh, catch you in the new year. Will do indeed. Thanks very
0: much to Dean Kinsman there joining us on SportRadio.com.au. Now I'm probably too late for Brownie now, so we might have to uh, have a chat with uh, a few of the Dandenong players who will probably be in a better mood to. Um, talk to me at this point than they were last night and uh, well so I've got the, the box score the final box score in my hands 102 plays 51 so they double the score now I didn't speak to Alison Downey last night but I think we'll make a way over to her to see how she's uh, recovering from that that knock as uh, also Steph coming with good numbers we mentioned but uh, Allie Downey it uh, looked like a pretty bad knock there for a while and the nose is starting to bruise up quite nicely now
5: It's nice and broken and crooked and I'm not happy
0: And it was early too I think from a former squad member wasn't it?
5: Um, no
1: it wasn't, it was from um, I, I can't think of their name, number 22
0: Which is Tippet from Queensland yeah. There you go that's Queenslanders, you've got to watch out for them. No,
1: it's all right, I made her feel very guilty
5: at the end of the game, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> well, at least you've got a bit of a break now to get it straightened up and then back into it.
5: Yeah, I hope so. It shouldn't, yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. All right. Well, have a good Christmas and we wish you all the best. Thank you.
0: Well, we'll try and get a word here with uh, Steph coming. Steph, sorry to surprise you there, but uh, good to see you back at the training hall and uh, a win.
3: Yeah, it's a bit different, a bit of a change having a win here, but yeah, it was really good being back here and shooting on the same rings that I practiced on all that time, so yeah, it's great.
0: And how are you finding life in, uh, well, almost big school you could call it, uh, with a uh, a professional franchise?
3: Yeah, it's really good, everything's really relaxed and everyone gets along really well and it's just really, just a relaxed environment, I don't know how else to put it, but yeah, it's great, enjoying it really a lot.
0: A lot different though from eating, living, breathing basketball like you do have to do here at the Tute.
3: Yeah, you really have to push yourself Like You have to get to the gym yourself and you have to do your own sessions. But, yeah, it really makes you take responsibility for your own game. So, yeah, it's great.
0: Well, we wish you all the best for the rest of the season and look forward to seeing you back here in Canberra soon. Thanks. Thanks very much to Steph Cumming. As uh, we start to wrap up here from the training hall, 102 plays 51. Um, I don't know if we'll get to Coach Brown before the end of this as uh, the team just coming out of the uh, final team meeting where you, as you could imagine it wasn't the uh, well the, the best room to be in if you're an AAS uh, player so Tippett with 9 points for the AAS also on 8 points was Roberts along with Mojovic in the end who uh, And managed to get some good numbers there And then it was Blissav Who rounded out The uh, top scorers there with 7 Rebounds, Levy got to 9 Roberts with 5 For Danino Ryan with 23, coming with 20 and Nash with 19. Nash getting a double double with 11 rebounds. Lindsay with 9 rebounds and coming with 6 rebounds. The rebounding count 47 to 30 in favour of Dandenong and then it was uh, blocks 7 to 4 in favour of the AAS. Turnovers AAS 24 and 15 for the Dandenong Rangers so we won't get to the coaches of the AIS tonight but on behalf of Sport Radio we hope you have a a very good Christmas. Uh, Our next game for broadcast is the Capitals versus the AIS on the 9th of January. We hope you can join us then but for now on behalf of Brendan Parnell I'm Craig Gravel. wishing you a very good Christmas and evening. Bye now.